0: Plans are optional. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, As of right now, it's just Marty this week. Um, Since we last recorded, there has been a historic event in American history, a tragic occurrence. Um, An African-American, George Floyd, um, tragically died unnecessarily in the Twin Cities um, due to Um, excessive force by the Minnesota or Minneapolis Police Force um, as which I'm sure all of you are aware we're going to take this time to honor the movement, the issue, and acknowledge the time at hand with eight and a half minutes of silence, of dead air for the eight and a half minutes that Mr. Floyd um, was calling out and saying he couldn't breathe and tragically passed um, due to an officer kneeling on his neck. So with that, Thank you. Um, Eight and a half minutes is a unbearably long time. Um, And that's how long Mr. Floyd um, was detained on the ground with an officer's knee pressed into the back of his neck. All because the cashier thought that Mr. Floyd had used a counterfeit $20 bill. He didn't. He had used a real $20 bill, but needless to say, it got the police involved, and things spiraled, and we're here. Mr. Floyd is not the first instance of excessive police force, especially in recent history. Hopefully, he is the last. Hopefully, George Floyd inspires change you know this is a this is an interesting week for me um, I'm gonna be very clear I'm speaking for myself um, here uh, not reflecting Andrew or Neil's, um opinions or anything but for me um, this week is yag week or youth and government week for my job um, where I teach I've spent all year teaching young adults how the government works, the process of government, and that they have a voice and that they are instruments of change in government and also society and how they can use their voice and feel empowered to use their voice, to speak on issues that are important to them and influence their direction of how that issue changes. As I sit in Zoom meetings all week, listening to these youth talk about what's going on with COVID and also, excessive force. We got to do better. We got to do better for them. Uh, you know, we're 60 years past the civil rights movement. We're 30 years past the Rodney King incident in L.A. And we still have not fixed or addressed adequately this issue of the treatment of individuals of different groups. different. From one another, different from our own race, from our own gender, from our own beliefs, from our own religion. It's got to stop. You know, one of the great markers of a society or, or of a civilization is how it treats those less fortunate. In this case, less fortunate is the minority groups. I'm not saying they're less fortunate, but because just they're in smaller numbers, they're in the minority. How we treat those that are different from ourselves. And I say ourselves in quotes. It speaks a lot to how we are as a society. Going back with Youth in Government Week, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, Governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent to be governed. That when any, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute a new government. You know, these protests, they are taking a heart, Thomas Jefferson's words in the Declaration of Independence, you know document that's you know one of the founding documents of our country that sits in the National Archives right next to the Constitution these protesters are seeking to abolish and change not abolish but a, but to change the the culture of unnecessary police brutality you know we got a history of it I've just You know, it's June first. Here we are, June first, in what's commonly known as Pride Month. Towards the end of June, we're coming up on what the fifty-first anniversary of the Stone of of the what is it? It's the Stonewall Riots in New York, nineteen sixty-nine. You know, police doing raids on gay clubs in the sixties, commonplace. But here we have a group that decided, no, they were going to stand up and they were going to fight back for their rights. They're still fighting. African-Americans are still fighting. Women are still fighting. Native Americans are still fighting. Asian-Americans, every group is still fighting to be recognized and treated equally. LG, BTQ as well. Like, I, we have to do better. We have to do better. Turning a blind eye, going—that's the way it was done—isn't acceptable. You know, about a week before this George Floyd incident, I was—I started rewatching a show called *The Wire*. It's a police procedural. Um, it's one of the grittiest police shows. It was on HBO early, HBO in the aughts. Um, set in Baltimore, there's a scene in there where they detain a young African American individual. Who shot a, as they say in in Baltimore, a police? As they're going through the, the detaining report and everything, it makes note that, you know, he got bruises and beat up in there. But in the scene, they make it known that, you know, they stopped by the precinct where the police officer who died or got shot, he didn't die, sorry, he didn't die, but where he got shot, and they let the officers rough up that individual. That's not okay. That can't be commonplace. And I understand it's a TV show. And I understand that's a number of years ago. But that kind of action is not okay. That's what we're talking about here with excessive, unnecessary police brutality. We have to do better. We have to expect better. We have, And we have to demand better. Not just of our police force, but of ourselves. Of our neighbors, of our friends. Of those around us, of the society and the city and town in which we live, we have to demand better. I was telling one of my students today, it's easy being a leader when, you know, nothing's going wrong. Things are going normal. It's easy. It's fun. You know, it's laid back. That you know, the good leaders are the ones that when it gets tough, when the storm's coming and you have no way of knowing how you're going to get through, what you're going to get through and what's coming, but the leaders who stand up and do something, who fight and take action, take hold, to help make sure everybody gets through it, those are the great leaders, not the ones that just kind of sit back and go, whatever happens, happens. We need to demand more action of our leaders. And if we don't get that action, we need to change it goes back to the Declaration of Independence. It's the only way we're gonna get better. It's the only way we're gonna be held accountable. It's the only way that those that are in positions of authority will be held accountable. Because as long as we're here, we need to speak up. If we see something wrong, we need to say something. We need to do something for those that can't fight back, for those that don't have a voice, for those who don't have a voice that are being heard for those who can't breathe. On that note, uh, this is Marty. Plans are optional. Um, We are on Facebook. Uh, We are on Twitter. Uh, Plans are optional on Facebook, optional plans on Twitter. Uh, Next week, we should be back to our regular podcasts, Um, but with the events of past week and a half um, and with COVID, the pandemic, Stay safe and, um, you know, like Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world.